Hey you guys, it's your girl Brianna Bell. Welcome to It's Black and White. If this is your first time listening in, welcome, welcome, welcome. If it's not your first time, welcome back friend. Either way, I'm just so grateful that you guys decided to come through and allow God to use me in your lives. Thank you guys so, so much. If you guys can't tell, I am in a very good place right now. I'm finally starting to feel some kind of normal or stable, if you will. There's just been a whole lot going on within the last month, month and a half or so. So anyway, um, today is actually a different day. Today is November, hold on, November 12th. So, um... The last time I made a podcast, it was about the, it's the confession. So yeah, this is part two of that confession where I actually give you guys the scripture that God gave me and then I'm going to break it down, all that good stuff. So before I jump in, I'm just going to say a quick prayer. Father God, we just thank you so much for this time, God, um, for your people to be able to listen into this word. I thank you, God, for allowing them, God, to have access to this podcast or sending them to this podcast, Father God. I thank you, God, for even just using my mistakes um, to be able to um, just speak into your people's lives and show them that there is a way out and just show them how good you are and how loving you are and how forgiving you are, God. I just thank you so much, God, even in, um, the bad times or, um, the low times in our lives, Father God, you are still good and you still are the one who should be you still are the one who should be glorified. Father God, I just lift you up right now, Father God, and I just pray that you have your way. I pray that you anoint my mouth, Father God, so that your people will only hear your words, Father God, that your words will touch their hearts, Father God, and it would only motivate them to um, just draw closer to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I humble myself before you and your people, and I just pray that you anoint this podcast in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to jump right in. Um, The scriptures, really, really, I encourage you guys to just read all of Ezra 9 and 10. I am just going to be highlighting the scriptures that stood out the most to me. But you should definitely read the whole thing. (laughs) So I'm going to jump right in. Ezra chapter 9. Uh, it's going to be verse 1, 2, 9, um, 13, 14, and 15. So that's just going to be chapter 9. And then for chapter 10, it's going to be verses 2, 3, 4, 10, 11, and 19. Because, you know, I, I mean, y'all can read the Bible yourself. You know what I mean? But I just want to break down. Yeah, like I said, the things that stood out to me. So, I don't know if you guys can tell. I'm in a different environment, so I don't know how this is going to sound until after. Um, I do know that I have very loud neighbors, so upstairs you might hear them. Uh, Please bear with me while I figure out where my quiet place is going to be. I'm thinking I'm going to do my car 
next time but anyway i hope y'all doing good too by the way i've been praying for you guys too just so you know okay so let's jump in okay so the title of chapter nine is inner marriage with pagans right okay so verse one and two it says the people of israel and the priests and the levites um have not separated themselves from the people of the lands Okay, with respect to the abominations of the Canaanites, and it just lists all the ites. Um, verse two, uh, for they have taken some of their daughters as wives for themselves and their sons, so that the holy seat is mixed with the people of those of those lands. Okay, so basically, what these two verses are saying is like. God's people, us, are sitting here um, entertaining the people of the world. They use the land, but it's like people of the world, people who do not have the same um, heart posture as you for the Lord. Okay, this could be even like lukewarm Christians, but like in my case, um, I was entertaining a man who wasn't even... Nothing like kingdom, nothing, nothing like God whatsoever. You know what I mean? But I sat there and entertained that knowing better, okay? So it's like the same, that's that's basically what it's saying, that these people did not separate themselves. I didn't separate myself. Okay, so I'm gonna jump down to verse nine. For we were slaves, yet our God did not forsake us in our bondage, but he extended uh, mercy to us in the sight of the kings of Persia to revive us, to repair the house of our God, to rebuild his ruins and to give us a wall in Judah and Jerusalem. That verse really stood out to me because it just really highlights the character, the character of God and how like, even when we mess up, even like when we just aren't in our best place like how he still comes and makes things better he turns every ugly situation into something good right okay so verse 13 um it says and after all that has come upon us of our evil deeds right and for our great guilt since you our god have punished us less than our iniquities deserve God punished us less than our iniquities deserve and have given us such deliverance as this. Should we again break your commandment and join in marriage with the people committing these abominations? Would you not be angry with us until you have consumed us and so that there will be no remnant or survivor? Survivor? O Lord God of Israel, you are righteous, for we are left as remnant as I'm sorry, as it is this this day. Here we are before you in our guilt, though we cannot stand before you because of this. And you guys, this was literally my heart. I was just so like, God, what did I do? And I told you guys like in the last podcast, I didn't understand why it was so easy for me to fall like this. I just didn't understand, right? And so this portion of the chapter 
is just talking about how, again, the character of God and how good he is. And it's like, God, you sat here and you still forgave me. You still forgave me. You still chose me. You still loved me. You never turned your back on me. Like, why would I do something like this again? That's literally where I was. Like, I will never do something like this again. You know how people say never, say never. Nah, I can say this for this. (laughs) I can say never for this. This is the second time where I felt like for sure, for sure, I would never commit the same sin. God is just too good. God is just too good, you guys. And I just want to encourage you, like, if you've done the same thing, like, it doesn't matter. Maybe it wasn't the same sin, okay? Maybe it's it's something else. Like, our sins look different to us, but to God, they don't. And so I want to just highlight, it doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter what you have done knowingly, unknowingly. You know what I mean? If you just change your heart position and just really surrender to God, he's going to forgive you. It's so funny because I feel like we, I don't know if we are taught, but I know for me, I always thought like God was really mean. So it was like, if you mess up, then that's it. But you know what? God is like that loving parent that we will never understand in our our natural minds. Because naturally, I don't know a parent who is as patient and as loving and as forgiving as our Heavenly Father. And so sometimes I feel like we look at God as like how we look at people. So it's like, yeah, to a person, um, to another human being, maybe they wouldn't be so forgiving. But God is really not like that. God is actually um, more open to you, to forgiving you. That's literally what God really wants to do. Like he would, if he, if he had it his way, it doesn't matter what you did, how you did it, how many times you've done it. It doesn't matter. He would just want you to just change your mind and come to him. Like that is what he is betting on. That is what he is hoping for. But um I just want to encourage you. Just make that decision right now. Even if you don't even know how you're going to do it. How like just make the decision to just go to him. Taking that first step towards him however that looks maybe it's like a silent prayer maybe it's you just crying that was how I got delivered by the way I was just crying like oh my gosh you know it it just however it is is really just making that decision in your heart right that's literally the relationship with God is like in our hearts so I just want to encourage you guys um real quick so I'm, I'm going to jump down to Uh, chapter 10 and the title of that is um confession of improper marriages right so this is verse two through four and it says we have trespassed against our god and have um taken pagan wives from the people of the land yet now there is no hope in israel in spite of this right that's how i felt Right, I sat here and was messing with somebody who was of the world, and after I did that, I felt like I committed the biggest sin ever, and there was just no 
there was just, that was just it. Like, I felt like God was done with me. I promise you, I was like, I don't even want to look to God, you know, because I felt like I know what I did was wrong, right? Okay, so then verse three says, now, therefore, let us make a covenant with our God to put away all these wives and those who have been born to them. Okay, um, according to the advice of my master and of those who tremble at the commandment of God and let it be done according to the law. Arise for this matter is your responsibility. We are with you. Um, be of good courage and do it. So with this um, portion is talking about when you know you did something wrong, it's your responsibility to confess that to God. That's what God wants us to do. And to make a covenant with him, make a promise with him, dedicate your life to him. Like you are full aware of what you did was wrong. And it's like repenting. Yes, Lord, that is what it is all about repenting turning away changing your mind making the decision that that is not something that you want to do anymore that that's not just what you want to do anymore sometimes we get conflicted in those times because um I know for me before um I died to my old self I just this is the only thing that can pop to my mind is when I was addicted to pornography when I was addicted to pornography, I didn't like how it made me feel afterwards, right? So then I would just pray and I thought I was repenting because I was repenting emotion in my emotions because I didn't like how I felt afterward, the conviction, the guilt, whatever. Like I was just like, I don't want to do this no more. This is terrible. And I would make a promise to God. I open my Bible, read a few scriptures and I thought I was good. Until that temptation came again. And I wouldn't fight the temptation. If anything, like my flesh was kind of excited and I'm just looking for the next opportunity to watch it and masturbate. Like, so like I know like it could be um sometimes people can think that they're repenting, but no, true repentance is when you are like, no, I see sin like how God sees sin, and I just don't want to do this ever again. And I think there's a scripture. I know there's a scripture somewhere where Jesus talks about, you know, if if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. <laughs> Whatever it is that's that is causing you to sin and sometimes you feel like you can't control it, God is like cut that thing off. Okay? That is that's how you repent. It's not just this oh, I'm just going to say it and do these little things to make me feel better, but you're not really removing yourself from it. Okay, God is saying like put all over here, making a covenant, right? Making a promise to rededicate our lives to God, put our focus back on God, putting away all these wives and those things that have been born according to them, all these sins and things attached to them. Um, So the sin that I committed, right, with this, with it, the old friend. Um, I'm being wise with my words because my children are in the next room. So, um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, just go ahead and listen to the, the part one of this video. So when I went on ahead and committed that sin with that male to cut that thing off, not only did I have to block him and I'm actually going to be changing my number in the next few days, 
Um, also, um, the music, I can't listen to certain music anymore because that certain songs make me think about this man. So those songs are just, I can never listen to. Yeah, it sucks. Sometimes we don't want to go through, like, sometimes people feel like it ain't that deep, but it is. (laughs) Listening to those things that makes you reminisce about past things. It could be, um, whatever. Okay. Let me just make this clear songs you can't listen to if it's going to take you back to that place um for me smoking weed I cannot smoke weed right that is going to open a door to the old brie and even to that male because when we were talking and when we were first when he first came into my life those were the things I were I was participating in I was smoking weed and I was um listening to certain music music so I can't do that those things I have to put away (laughs) him blocking him completely right I literally made the decision in my mind that person is dead to me two times over like that person does not exist anymore yes I, I pray that that person eventually gets saved and they get to meet Christ and all of that good stuff because that's something we should want But that person will always remain separate from me because I'm not going to put myself back in that position or even allow the enemy. Like sometimes doing stuff like that, it just gives the enemy a foothold. When you're done with a certain lifestyle, when you're done with um, the old you, everything that was attached to that um, has to go. That that you can detach has to go, I should say. Because, I mean, obviously, family members, I'm, I'm not going to get into that. Let's just stay focused on this. Sometimes I get sidetracked. And I actually didn't even make my bullet points. So, your girl, like, I'm freestyling right now. So, I hope this makes sense. Um, but, yeah, it's our responsibility to acknowledge that. It's our responsibility to cut that thing off. It's our responsibility to actually put in the work to make sure we do not fall back into those ways and to keep our commandment with the Lord, okay? Um, let me see. Moving on to verse 10 through 11, and it says, Then Ezra, this is ten ten, by the way, ten ten and 11. Okay, then Ezra the priest stood up and said to them, you have transgressed and have taken pagan wives, adding the guilt of Israel. Now therefore make confession to the Lord God of your fathers and do his will. Separate yourselves from the people of the land and from the pagan wives. And y'all, it's like, you know, I think God's repeating himself. I think he's repeating himself or maybe because I read this several times, it seems like he's repeating himself. But yeah, we have to separate ourselves. He did say that. I can't find it right now, y'all. My bad. But yeah, we have to separate yourselves from the people of the land and from the pagan wives. Everything that's associated with that sin is different for everybody Only you know what it is that you have to do and you can't be easy. You can't be, um, what is the word I'm looking for? 
Because it's easy for us. Our hearts are deceitfully wicked. So if you, we, it's so easy for us to justify it. I can easily justify and say, well, I can listen to the song and it just won't mean this no more. It can mean like, you know, or I could just be listening just because I like the artist. No, (laughs) no. Like why even put yourself in that predicament? Like sometimes like we set ourselves up to fall. So, I mean, we have to be real cold cut, cutthroat, end it, just end it, shut it off, cut it off. Literally, if whatever it is, is going to cause you to fall, you have to cut it off. You have to cut it off because to be honest with you too. Oh yes. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm going to just tell y'all. So this is what happened. Um, and this is literally what God is saying, right? So. I began to justify, right? Before I started making these things, I already knew that I wasn't going to sleep with this person again. That was a fact. I already knew that. But then I was thinking, how about I just be his friend? We ain't gonna hang out. We ain't gonna see each other. Like maybe we could chop it up every here and there, right? So I literally, that that was the thought that crossed my mind one night. Can y'all tell me? (laughs) that same night God gave me a dream I was hanging out with this guy with the guy and we were at like this beach and um we were hanging out with mutual friends from the city um that we grew up in or whatever and these the cops came so when the police came um and we were indulging in those things right smoking weed or whatever and so then the cops came and they asked to see my id I showed my ID um, and I knew nothing was wrong with it. I knew I was good. But then when my friend or, you know, the dude, when he showed his ID, I had discerned that it wasn't a real ID. But I didn't say anything. I was kind of like, oh, my gosh, am I going to get in trouble with this man? Like, what's going to happen? And fast forward, um, a tow truck came. So the police had my car towed and I was like and it's the car I have now too y'all like I just got favor hold on right <laughs> so they put her up on the truck like they was about to take her and I was like uh what's like what are y'all doing they were like well this person my friend you know is doing whatever x y and z and you're associated with him so we have to take your car and I was like, uh-uh, like, no, 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 I'm done. I'm done. Like, I'm not about to be, this, like, I'm not about to lose my car for this person. Like, no, 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 I'm good. I promise you, I'm done with that person. Give me my car. I take off right now. They took, they they rolled my car off. Um, We made little jokes. He hot and I pulled off. I didn't even say bye to him. I didn't even say bye to him. And then when I woke up, I was like, what was that about? And God's like, you you're going to lose your ministry because, um, I don't know, like I know car, my understanding is that a car represents ministry. You're going to lose your ministry because you want to hang out with this person because you want to be friends and he ha is like, guys, like you have a decision to make. And I almost lost my car. I almost lost my ministry. No, sir. No, I don't. It ain't that deep cut it off so we can't sit here and just entertain the world we just can't 
Not to that extent. Like it shouldn't be on a personal level. God does want want us wants us to love everybody, you know. So I have no hate in my heart for this person or whatever. But I know if ever, it, I mean, come on, if we happen to run into each other, it will be a high and bye. But that's it. We only oh, how you doing? And oh, no, none of that, none of that. So I just want to make that very very clear, okay, y'all. So verse 19 says, and they gave their promise that they will put away their wives and being guilty, they presented a ram of the flock as their uh, trespass offering. So here God is, um, what is being said is that these people cut it off. They left those things. Like I said, nope, bye. And it's so funny, God had to give me that dream. That dream checked me hard, okay? <laughs> it is just so funny how fast God gave me that dream too. He shut it all the way down, right? And so um, with doing so, they also made a sacrifice. Um, I can't think. I mean, I can't think of anything. And y'all, I'm not about to feed y'all no mess um the sacrifice that i can think that i've done is just made the dis- making making the decision to rededicate my life to him in a way of knowing how serious this is and seeing as though that i him calling me god calling me to be a leader making sure that i carry myself as one now even though like i still don't really see myself as one cuz i don't have some degree or certificate or anything like that. I just, I don't know. In my mind, it's like, breeze, just breathe. <laughs> but God is like, no, carrying myself as a leader, that is a sacrifice that I am making. So no, I I, I don't know that I can twerk in public. Okay. Um, no, there's just certain things I can't participate in. There are things I'm going to have to turn down that anybody else may be able to do, but I can't. That is the sacrifice that I am making for God. So, I mean, only, you know, again, everything's different. Everyone's different. Um, and then I have these two notes that I wanted to read to you guys too. That's in my Bible. Um, and it's at the end of the chapter, because that is the last chapter. Ezra 10 is the last chapter of the book. And so it says, let us mourn over sins as Ezra and God's, as Ezra and God's people did. To mourn over sin is to experience a deep sorrow that leads to repentance. Like God wants us in a place where we really don't want to do that no more. And think about this, right? Think about this. God's not too different from us. And what I mean is like, if someone really hurt you, wouldn't you want a sincere apology? You know, um, some people know how to make themselves cry, but it's a difference between someone who can make themselves cry and someone you can tell like they are really like, yo, I really messed up and I'm sorry. And you can tell that that person is not going to do it again. I can tell you as a mother, I can tell when my children are for real and when they're just acting. Because, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can tell the difference between, oh, oh they're really sorry or they, they're they really repentful or re- I don't know if that's a word. But I'm just saying, like, you can just tell the difference. 
So I believe it's the same for God. And only you know when your heart is like that. Only you know when you get to that point of like, who matters more? Like your flesh and your fleshly desires or God's will for you. You know what I mean? Like when I committed that sin, I didn't feel anything for my husband, which was kind of weird at the beginning. I, I didn't really feel the effects of like, dang, I, I hurt my husband until days later, days later. And that's just because I was bitter. Okay. But my initial response to that was like, God, I let you down. God, I, I let you down. That is kind of the heart posture you want to have. Not, and it's not really about, oh my gosh, what did I do? But it's like feeling like God is kind of disappointed. If you feel like, oh, I don't know if I can make, like that's like a heart thing. I don't know how to explain that any more than that. I hope that makes sense, right? So then the next note I wanted to read um, states, make restitution for sin whenever possible. I didn't like the way I read that. I'm going to read it again. Okay, so make restitution for sin whenever possible. Take steps to right the wrong that sin has caused. God wants you to right your wrong. Okay, like... make corrections yeah sometimes we can't go back in the past and change what we have done but you can change what my friend just said that I think I was talking to her like you cannot change your past but you can change your future you can make a decision not to do that anymore not to live that lifestyle anymore just to be different it's really all in your, your heart and your mind your heart your mind just no Brie no it's it's wrong okay no you can't do stuff like that okay so that's all that I have for you guys I still ended up taking 30 minutes I've been trying to like cut my stuff down because I know y'all got stuff to do too but yeah that's all I have for you guys um for this second part I do I'm just I cannot wait I cannot wait to interact with you guys again. I just miss you guys so much. But as you guys know, I got to listen to God and follow his instructions. And so be it, you know, no complaints here. Just um, just stating how I feel. I really do miss you guys. And I'm just excited for um, the future. I really am ready to get off punishment. I'm ready to get off punishment and I've been working on some things and I'm excited about that too, releasing some things that um, God has been dropping on my heart. So yes, Um, I'm praying for you guys still. Just know God is real. God loves. That's who he is. He is love. So don't ever feel like in Okay, I can't tell you how to feel. I just want to remind you that even if you feel like you can't turn to God, you a thousand percent can. You one thousand percent can. And it's crazy how the enemy will really try to attack us and make us feel like 
what we did was, and this is the crazy thing like that. This is the last thing I'm going to say. The enemy will make us feel so bad about our sins, right? And make us feel like we can't turn to God. But why did Jesus die on the cross? You know what I mean? So it's almost like the enemy wants us to forget about the cross. Now, I'm not saying to just be out here willy-nilly doing whatever you want. And then, you know what I mean? Um, Just saying, oh, Jesus got it. Oh, like, no, not like that. But I'm just saying, if ever you were to fall, if ever you were to fall, for whatever reason, just know that you can get back up. God wants you to get back up. Okay? Jesus already paid for that sin. He's already, he's the ultimate sacrifice. You don't have to make sacrifice. And that's another thing. I used to beat myself up. And every time I go, I'm going on a 40 day fast. Oh, I'm fasting for three days. I'm only going to drink liquids and do all this stuff. Cause I felt like that's what I had to do. And God's like, um, yeah, no, no, that's already paid for you you don't have to do all that it's more so of making the decision um to forgive yourself and to trust and have faith that god has even forgiven you okay so that's all your girl got for today i love you guys you guys have a good night and i will talk to you guys soon bye